of the morning dna for let's go with january 4th in the year of our lord 2021 <laughs> uh, the I, year of our lord i am aaron dicer the uh, man of a single black shirt she is danae hughes the woman of a million distractions and we are on so, day four sort of sort of a single black shirt temporary that's a temporary shift in the introduction should occur so, but only for like what two more after today is this that's, what I was, that's what i was saying we're on day four of, oh uh, this this shirt <laughs> i and thought so you got... meant day four of january i was like uh-huh. that's true that's true it's fair enough it's <laughs> funny uh so one more show i'll be wearing this shirt as uh mandated by you our uh, loyal members of team dna so and uh, thank you this is so, so loud this is so loud. I made a really poor decision just seconds ago. Uh-huh. Um, I decided that I wanted to put this in my coffee today. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pre- premium hot cocoa mix. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, Danae kind of loud, Aaron kind of quiet, which is Yeah, I was going to tell you Asian. that. We didn't have a lot of time to go over it because you kind of jumped in and we jumped in. But yeah, you're really loud this morning. Oh, my gosh. So okay. um, if you go into your, your settings, oh, okay. check and see if your volume equalization thing uh, is unchecked somehow. Okay. That might help a little bit. Otherwise, something on your board got bumped and you are like okay. blasting out. I'm so, so, yeah. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. So, yeah. It says automatically adjust mic volume is uh-huh. check marked. Oh, man. Yeah. This is this is bad news, Danae. You, you just, you, you see if you can dial a, a knob there. Because honestly, is that better? That is better. Cool. That is better. Nicely done. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Now they're saying I'm not oh. loud enough. I'm really um, liking this one. <laughs> My ears. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. Thank well, you for I, telling me. I mean, I don't, I, don't know what happened. See if I can increase mine a, a little bit here. Uh, does that does that help anybody? I can't tell. Checking, checking. One, says, two. We normally don't get to do mic checks with you guys. Yeah. New yes. Year, same Danae. <laughs> this is this is actually a new tradition for the new year. Uh, we decided to. <laughs> okay, this is really Thanks, funny Lolly. because Thanks, I went Lolly. to go click on Lauren's comment, which says New Year, same Danae. And Lolly <laughs> jumps in with a stop playing with your knobs comment. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is going to be a new tradition on the show. We're just going to do a mic check live. And, no. Uh, it's just, yeah. It's, in fact, we're, we're going to just take the first. 20 minutes of every morning we go like live is... just to just to just cameras and microphones and yeah it's and a bit it of a wonky morning i literally woke up not long ago i got ready not long ago so i'm a bit out of i don't know what day it is i don't know what time it is i don't know anything i, I have like, any... <laughs> i would <laughs> like to know if if uh the knob i turned uh adjusted my volume enough if people can hear me now yeah that is something we want to know before going on because we are recording for our podcast as well um for those of you that don't know we have a podcast also spans all the way back to 2012 some really crazy stuff conversations that we've had but that was obviously a different format this is the new iteration of the show that aaron and i have been doing together since well basically 2011. Mm -hmm. um so thank you guys for joining us today let's see is danae even is danae ever going to wear a penguin or platypus onesie live on the morning dna acres I knew I recognized your name from somewhere. This is coming from Twitch. Apparently there is a uh, a little thing happening in the makers and crafting community where people are buying, I think what it is, is like the pajamas. Mm. You know, like the, the big 
no, adult yeah, people pajamas. Sure. Absolutely. But they're, be, but they're called onesies, which yes. does not have the same visual for me at all. Uh, well, you're, you're coming out of having an infant. Onesie means something completely different. Super different. Yeah. Apparently, my mother decided to buy a, a couple of onesies that did mm -hmm. not fit her, and they're going to be coming to me. And apparently, the question now is, am I going to be wearing them on my show? Listen, mm. we're going to make it a Patreon stretch goal. If we get our next goal, um, our next one technically is a D&D one-shot. And then maybe we can make it a goal. I will wear a onesie yeah. five times, just like Aaron has to wear his crazy T-shirt one time. That 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 could be. All right, I'm going to turn my volume up just a little bit more for Sweet uh, Chicken Sir and see if this does anything for anyone. Ooh, I can hear you. Um. So yeah, guys. If that we sounds don't, okay. Thank you for being patient with us while we adjust our microphones and such. Here's the problem that I made this morning, though. Okay. This packet is massive. I usually put a like maybe a quarter of this into my coffee, but because I was panicked, I put the entire thing in. <laughs> this is look look how thick this is. This is like soup. Oh uh, mercy. This is like coffee and hot chocolate soup. Mm. Anyway. Mm-mm. -mm. Yeah. What we're doing. Bad, th bad things happen when you when you panic Ooh. today. Bad things happen when you panic. I super panicked. Did you see me panicking? I was uh, like, ah! I'm going to be honest here, Danae. Sometimes it's difficult to tell in the backstage pre-show during the, the music mm -hmm. if you're panicking or dancing. Like sometimes <laughs> they, look, so... they look very, very yeah. similar. They're it's, very much it's a good the point. same. It's a really so, good point. So it's hard to tell the difference. Yeah. Uh, how's your new year, Danae? You doing all right? Yeah. This, yeah, is, this, this is my least favorite week of the year. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to say, like, mm. I hate this week or anything. Like, every week deserves its moment in the sun. But, man, first week of January is just, like, you're coming out of the high of, you know, Christmas and New Year's and Thanksgiving and the holidays. and Go back been, to work. You've been eating like crazy and, you know, and not paying attention to stuff. And then, yeah, and you've had a little bit of lighter workload. And then, boom, you hit first week of January. It's like, guess what? Real life is back, and yeah, I'm just like, yeah. oh, man, this week. Okay, super good point. I hate this week, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could all, I mean, I can't imagine, I, I mean, okay, so here's the thing. Personally, I'm sure people have weeks that are more difficult for them based on personal experiences, memories, those kind of things. But just as a general human kind of culture thing, like this, yeah, this first week of January, I think is a really tough one to get through. You know, in mm. winter's in full swing, if you have like the seasonal thing, like if you live somewhere where you have seasons, you know, like it's cold and yeah, and dreary. So yeah, so I, I need a, I need a pick me up. Like I need, I need something this week. Okay. I was really looking forward to this, to hang right. out with you guys and just kind of, you know. Until you got here. <laughs> No, so I, that, like, I was really looking forward to you guys, and then I got and I, here. And I got just, here, and everybody's just like, "Man, come on!" Adjust your volume, Aaron. Cyregdo <laughs> says, "Yeah, it's the worst. Imagine it not only being the week that your birthday is on, but it's also on the Monday. It's the oh. worst. But also, happy, happy birthday, birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy uh -uh. birthday to you. Uh -uh. Happy birthday, Cyregdo. Uh -uh. Happy birthday." Uh, uh, happy birthday. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, wicker, wicker. <laughs> All right, listen. <laughs> Here's something that'll make you happy. <laughs> that gets you. I no, got you. No, the the wicka wicka was fine. It was the record scratch at the end that sounded more like a breaking of a car at an accident. <laughs> it was like wicka wicka. Uh. <laughs> 
Um, Mercy. I've been finding some interesting Twitch channels lately. Yeah. And one of them that I found was absolutely a delight. It's like this uh, nonstop dance music by live DJs. Nice. And that's fun. The channel like has people from all over the world that come on and do the dance, the the music. And I happened to tune in when it was this one person. I wish I could remember Gianni LPL Gioby uh, Gioby maybe on Twitter. I'll just believe you. And well, the reason I wanted to do a shout out is because she was doing live piano with her DJing. So she'd get in there and mm. be like, and then she'd like loop it. She's got this music and she's just over there and she's chewing this massive wad of bubble gum the entire time. And I found myself being like, I miss my calling. <laughs> I should have <laughs> been a DJ. Been. Yes. yes. It was incredible. Anyways, it brought me much, much joy. And so I was thinking of things that maybe would help you uh, this week and possibly some cool music. And if you're watching live, it's fun because like you're actually someone, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like a, I've been really enjoying Twitch lately. Uh, yeah. I think watching people be passionate about whatever they're doing, whether it's like a makers and crafters thing, gaming or, is interesting for me. Or talk shows. Or talk shows. Or talk shows. We're on Twitch too. Um, I don't know. It's been really fun to see people's passion. Uh, Acres Ridge Forge Ooh. says uh, we made strawberry cheesecake, deep fried chimichangas as a pick me up. Now listen, what? Acres, uh, that sounds amazing, but also is one of the reasons this week is horrible. I cannot keep eating. Things, the way that like you've been strawberry eating strawberry cheesecake deep fried chimichangas like i can't like i can't make the excuse hey it's the holidays i'll just gain about 20 pounds but i'll lose it in the next year and then keep eating like it's the holidays so i'm having chicken <laughs> <laughs> are you going back to plain chicken no i love plain chicken especially oh, chicken oh. thighs and there's you know there's a little more fat content in the chicken thighs which is nice um but i i like yeah i love chicken so i'm good with chicken chicken salmon shrimp like those are some of my my beautiful proteins i um have also been eating a lot mm. but i have been slowing down since christmas week so I've, I've i've already had my like okay let's put the brakes on moment yeah um the and, and i also have been really proud of myself because my husband always likes to bring in extra sweets during this time of year we always have little a little debbie snack cakes christmas tree cakes are everywhere around our house mm -hmm. And he also always gets the white chalk, white fudge dipped Oreo cookies. And this year I didn't have one of those at all. I've been eating mm. baked goods. Like if I make banana bread or something, which Iris yeah. and I made banana bread a few days ago. And so I'll have like a slice of banana bread, but I've been already putting the brakes on. Ooh. Yeah. It yeah. was an interesting year this year. I don't know if it's because of pandemic or what, but I definitely felt like, I don't know. I felt like I was eating more, but because it was pandemic, I didn't have as much food the same as I have in previous years. In previous years, I would have had so many more sweets and a variety mm -hmm. of them. And this year it's just mostly stress. But anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This week is stressful. We hope that maybe this will kind it's of fine. brighten your week a little bit See, that's the um, thing, right? and just like, connect with people and try to find something to do that you love. This is the, this is the source, right? Like this is how you push through. You have community, you have, you have outlets where you're able to be creative. Like, you know, it's just, yeah, I absolutely love this. So ready to shoot a dough? Uh, I just want to answer Polly's question. Mm -hmm, sure. Did you see, did you see the little Debbie trees that were like double sized? <laughs> My husband works for little Debbie. Yeah. I see everything. Little Months Debbie. ahead of time, by the yes. way. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. They knew I do. about the, the double sized trees long before you did. Yes. 
tell you that much right now. <laughs> I've got the inside scoop. That's right. A little Debbie. I also have one more confession before we continue, and that is that I forgot a spoon, and so I'm using this one, which has been in my office for God knows how long from how many shows ago. I just feel like confessing to you guys. Mm, okay. Fair enough. It's a good confession. So you ready to shoot it I'm ready. All Let's right. do it. Uh, we're going to do our morning DNA, uh, the DNA in you. Danae is going to have a topic. That's the D. Uh, Aaron's going to have a topic. That's the me. Wait. And you, <laughs> it's, it's backwards, right? Like, because it's forwards, it's not a mirror, and it messes you up. It does. Uh, and then uh, and then you're going to have topics as well. So if you have anything you want us to talk about, uh, just put the letter U at the beginning of your comment. So we'll know to go back to it uh, to answer any of your questions, any of your comments. Um, and it is Monday. So we've got the FAQs, the friendship application oh, question. Yes, we do. Of course we today. do. <laughs> While she's while she's pulling that out, uh, just a, a huge hearty thank you to our members of Team DNA. It's fresh on my brain because your support uh, dropped into our account uh, just this week, and I was just thinking how incredible it is to be able to do this thing and know it's appreciated in that way and to continue to grow it and to have the ability to stream at a higher resolution, to go live as long as we want, to do what, kind of all those things to, you know. A marathon? Are you are sure. you giving a hint? I, I wasn't. Do, oh, okay. Do, do you want to do a marathon, Danae? Uh-huh. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, thank you to our Team DNA members. And if you're interested in knowing what that's all about uh, and all the, the fun little stuff there, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash studio DNA. We are making our way through the friendship application questions. Again, for those of you who are new, this is a something I found in my office. Now that I've, I have a new space, I'm, I'm compiling all kinds of memorabilia and randomness from my life you'll see it everywhere behind me um and also in my office out that door and this popped out one day and it said friendship application question well actually technically it says this mm, mm -hmm. yes as if i speak french la amate, <laughs> I la amate. La amate. um so is that how it's pronounced today yeah la amate. <laughs> If you want to sound <laughs> like you know what you're talking about, <laughs> you just... that's just some creature, isn't it? Listen, I've been playing so. <laughs> you're doing um like the Muppets. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, it's the Muppets. You're animal, doing right? uh, Animal from the Muppets, yeah. I think. Yeah, something close to that, at least. Mm -hmm. I I have been making up a whole bunch of interesting um voices for my Dungeons and Dragons game. Mm -hmm. Uh for upcoming creatures that they may or may not be about to meet. Um, so I don't know, maybe it would just come out of that. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, so we've question got we've got this question in our essay style section that we're at now. Coming over to my house is like walking into a dog house slash zoo. Hey. <laughs> it was kind of it was a mixture of animal and golem. It was. I think Matthew's right. I think yeah. there was a little golem. I think in there you're as right well. there. Okay, so this is still true to this day. It is like walking into a doghouse slash zoo. How do you feel about a house full of hair and four-legged drooly beasts? It's mm. mm -hmm. a great question. And then there's also the dogs. It's true. <laughs> it's really important that you point that out. Uh, that is just the simple... See, this is, to be honest, 
possibly the first actual friendship application question we've seen on this friendship application questionnaire. This is legitimately about can we be friends if you walk into my house and it's all dog hair they, and drooly yeah, beasts. They have all been up to this point just dumb. <laughs> Straight <laughs> right, dumb. Right. Yeah. 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 I, you know, the thing for me is, okay, pet hair is is a thing. Mm-hmm. I can usually do dog hair. Cat hair, I cannot. Uh, no. I'm going to have to Zyrtec up. If we're going to be friends and you have cats, like... You need to let the person know so they can yeah. Zyrtec up. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna pop one of those tiny little pills that last for 24 hours. How is How? that a thing? How is How? whatever's in that, like, pebble, like, just little grain of sand? I know. How is in that grain of sand for an entire day? That's follow-up crazy. question. Follow-up question to that. How does that same grain of sand work for me and you? <laughs> well, being you are like twice my size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both just take one. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Yeah, does that mean I, I should know. take a half? I mean, I have to take six Advil to kill my headache. So you know, I it's 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 definitely weird to me that that depending that on the headache, one maybe two, <laughs> knock it right out. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna have to Zyrtec up for cats. Dogs, not so much. I'm not too worried about the hair drool fine whatever doesn't bother me lick my face dog i don't care uh, <laughs> well at the time that i wrote this i had a saint bernard a pit bull i may have had two others one would have been an australian uh, australian shepherd and the other one looked like a miniature german shepherd hmm. but it was like a mix so i had a literal zoo of hairy beasts and there was lots hair of drool. everywhere. Lots of jowls. Lot a lot going on. It a lot was of jowly like kisses. If, if you sat on the couch, you would have four noses against your body somewhere really quickly. <laughs> and I, what, what a weird thing to say. <laughs> hey, come over to my house. Just warning you, you're gonna have four noses pressed up against your body. Real quick. One of Real them is quick. the size of a foot. Noses <laughs> huge. right on your body. Four just of them. Right four on noses. There. Right on your body. Hey, so how do just you a feel if you're coming over? How do you feel one, about noses on your body? You walk into the house. You've got one on your butt. You've got one on your front. <laughs> you've got some on your leg. <laughs> like they're just everywhere. <laughs> just a warning: if you come over to my house, you're gonna have a nose up your butt. I'm just warning you right, right off the top. Hey, you come over. Some people think, oh yeah, I'm fine with dogs, but they don't understand that the Saint Bernard's head is the same level with your lower half so mm-hmm. it's just a normal like oh i'm greeting you hi yeah i just love so. the fact that you're not even mentioning you have dogs you're just like hey if you come over <laughs> nose gonna be in your noses. butt i'm just how saying, do you feel about noses how on do you your feel butt about noses on your body this uh, is why you make a friendship application question to have yeah. these conversations before anyone comes over to the house so i don't i don't mind the slobber i don't mind the hair that's fine I'm dog if it's dog hair specifically um but the smell is interesting right and I think if you're a friend, you can get over it, but every house with pets has a distinct smell. Order. Yes. And, and if you live in that house, you don't notice it. We, we had pets. Our house was the same way. And we would go away for a week and come back. And be like, whoa, we like, stink. How, what does our house smell like? And it's like, <laughs> this isn't our home. This smells like pets. And it's like, well, we have pets, but it's What's really the saying? Like, you, you, you always think you don't stink. Isn't that what it is? Like you think? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, that's you, more of a saying about being about, about snobbery. But yeah. Oh, really? I thought it was like you're blind it's to not, your own it's like, not ways. Sci- no, it's not a scientific. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I know it's not a scientific thing. But it's it's true though. Like in that mm-hmm. regard, you don't. You're used to your own house smells. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily yeah. really, even if you have pets. 
Um, so let's go to the chat a little bit. There's sure. been some fun ones. This one coming in from Steven seemed to kick it off with a, do I get to pet the dogs as much as I want? It's a good question. It's a good question. Depends on the dog. <laughs> there are dog rules. I being an ex dog trainer, I would usually introduce the dogs <clears throat> like kind of more in slow motion just to get a genuine, genuine sense of whether people would be con- like comfortable. But the mm. answer is yes. They were, they're very petty dogs, so that that would have been true. Our dogs now are teeny, or, or, I say teeny tiny, they're like 30 pounds. That's not yeah. teeny tiny for some people, but they're pretty small for us. And they are like, if you sit down in a chair, they're in your lap, both of them together. Like one crazy yin-yang of puppy. Um, Matthew says, it would be heavenly to me. I haven't had a pet coming on in five to 10 years now. Mm. Oh my gosh. I swore to my husband I was going to take a pet break after the death of our previous pack. We all, uh, but we all knew I, that wasn't happening. I, do you know what? Today what? is their gotcha day. Oh, nice. I've had them for two years, our new puppies, for two years. Hey, you know what? What? Today is the two-year and three-day anniversary of my last dog's death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got him real quick. Um, Polly says, two cats, three dogs here. Animal hair is inevitable. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's Elizabeth. True said Stephen was asking the right questions. Nick says, I am allergic to cat hair and some dog hair. I'll come over, but I can't sit on anything. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's the stuff that you want to know. Let's say that I'm friends with Nick and I'm, I'm having Nick over. I want to mm-hmm. make sure I know these things so I can bring out a chair that I have kept in a specific box a container. Hypo, chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wipe it down, pull it out. Um, or so you're not spending the whole time <laughs> being like, Nick, sit, sit. down. Sit, sit sit down, man. And all the other dogs are sitting like, we are. (laughs) Uh, This one's from Lucas. I feel close to having an allergy crisis (laughs) for just this conversation. Yeah, I got a little itchy. Getting a little itchy. Yeah, it is a lot. Wow, you guys have been popping off. I have not been, I haven't seen that there's so, so much more. Here's a good question. Lucas says, where's the puppy cam, by the way? Oh my gosh. So. That's not going to happen all the time. That's going to be in every once in a while when Danae feels like it kind of thing. Also helps if I don't get up and immediately just run from sleeping mm-hmm. to the computer. Right. I overslept this morning. I forgot to set my alarm. It's part of this. <laughs> it's part of this week for me. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. I've got to read this one from Melissa who says years ago, my parents adopted a German shepherd puppy and I accidentally trained it to sit in my lap whenever I sat on the floor. <laughs> it was great. Until I came back from college and Sasha was 80 pounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've had this experience uh, before with Allie. With, you know, when we got Allie, she was uh, a black lab, by the way. She was a puppy and absolutely loved to just curl up in my lap and all those kind of things. And, yeah, she grew and eventually got to, yeah, right around 80 pounds, that kind of thing. And would yeah. still want to, like, crawl up and be all up in you. So, yeah. 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 Although I wouldn't change anything, especially with my big dog, Madeline. Right now, I'm trying to see if I can glance quickly through some pictures and find a picture of my dogs for you guys yeah. to share. But um, maybe I can do that another day. We, She was, a, I think, at her largest, 120 pounds. But she was considered a small St. Bernard. Mm. Uh, she was the runt of the litter. And so that was actually really obese for her. And we realized she had a thyroid problem. So she was actually more comfortably, I don't know, like a hundred some pounds. We call those uh, quaint Bernards. Quaint Bernards. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. That's that's the right that's the answer. Term. Yes. Yeah, Maddie was a, a quaint Bernard. Uh, <laughs> so 
So yeah, um, that's a really great friendship application question for today. No, that's a for real one. That's and I think it, I think it touches on something. There have been on other something. ones that are real. No, I know, but I think it touches on something that is really important. It's like, okay, if we're going to be friends, here's kind of the stuff you have to deal with, right? And you kind of have those conversations with friends. And sometimes it's not about your home. Sometimes it's about your psychology, your personality. You're like, listen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I this this is one of my pet peeves, and I just get grumpy anytime this happens, and I'm sorry. And, you know, like just those conversations of uh, are you going to be okay with that because this is a real part of my life. Yeah, and I do I do like um I do like this conversation too as a dog lover because I do think it's important if you are an animal person to talk to somebody new about your animal life before inviting mm-hmm. them over to the house. Yeah. I do have I did find uh I did find a video I can quickly show if you want me to. I mean, sure. Yeah, I'm sure everybody would love okay. to see Maddie. I okay. I knew Maddie. Maddie was was great. Yeah, Madeline was awesome. This is a, um, this is a, uh, believe this is it. This is one when she was older. So you'll see her. She's like an older doggy. I don't know if this is going to work. Mostly because I've already clicked the button and it doesn't appear to be working very well. So mm. you're not gonna be able to hear it. But the big birdie is my bird. Yeah. My Madeline, you can kind of see her limping around. And that's my St. Bernard. I'll skip ahead here and see. So look at her face. Look at that puppy's face. <laughs> that's that's the nose that's going to be on your body. Uh, yes. And then back in the corner, you can kind of see the other dog. But this is like if you got down in front of her, this is what you would be seeing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she was a good old dog. I miss her much. Um, I wish I wish she was still around. But now I have other puppies and I will bring back the puppy cam. Thank you for the reminder. That will yeah. absolutely be happening. Uh, All right, let's move into the D topic. Danae, what do you got for us today? What are we going to talk about? Today, I wanted to talk, I wanted to ask this question of you all. What is a recent regret purchase Mm. of yours? Let's talk about that. Um, Now, are you talking about buyer's remorse or are you talking about actual regret? You're talking about actually, I really wish I hadn't bought this. Or are you just talking about that normal thing of, hmm, should I have gotten this? Okay, I'm right on the cusp. I think either is super okay. Okay, okay, yeah, let's talk about both. Okay, so here's where I'm at. Here's where the inspiration for my question comes from because I'm struggling with this decision of whether or not to return this desk that I purchased. So I bought a desk. It's a big deal for me because I've been looking for a desk for a very long time. Um, And I've looked on used sites like let go or offer up or those kinds of things Mm -hmm. or like marketplaces or what have you. And every once in a while a desk will pop up and I'm like, oh, that's close, that's close. But it's not quite what I want it to be. Yeah. And when I had my birthday this last year, I turned 40 and I was like, this is big. This is a let let's do something the like monumental for me. And as lame as it sounds, the one thing I want is a desk. I want workspace. I want to have the L-shaped workspace. Mm-hmm. And if Aaron, you've worked with me for so long. I have. Name a desk I've had that I've been like, yes. You haven't. I've been working off of like side tables, mm-hmm. armchair rests, yep. hand-me-down desks that are falling apart for mm-hmm. forever. I've yeah. never had a desk. Yeah. So anyway, that you, I that go. you completely fully like. Right. Right. Mostly, I just want to be able to like have like little workstations where I can kind of like turn my body and I can, because I like to explode when I work. And I think the reason that I think about this so much is because I've really asked a lot, my, a lot of questions. Do I need a desk? Yeah, I need a desk. Why do I need a desk? Okay, well, what's my work style like? And so I've really asked myself a lot of questions before mm-hmm. making a purchase because yeah. a brand new desk is expensive. 
So I went, we bought a desk and it was supposed to come December 18th. And then it was supposed to come this week Mm. and it's still not here. So it gives me some time, so much time to think about what I've done. Yeah. Well, this is good though. No, this is good because your regret is not actualized. You you haven't experienced have this it. thing, right? right? I, this would right. be so different if you'd had it for a week and you're like, eh, I still don't like this and I can't I believe know. I bought it. Like that's a different thing than, well, now I've had a lot of time to think about it and should I, I have done this? Like you're still kind of in the purchasing regret I, moment of it. I am, but the other thing too is I've I've gone into my my office and I've measured out where it's going to be and I've been preparing for the shift because mm. I've adjusted to whatever workspace I have. Like right now I'm working off of a desk that's meant to be a corner desk and I've got it positioned in front of my window and I've got like just tons of stuff all around me because I am a person that likes tons of stuff around Mm -hmm. me. And this new desk is one open workspace. So I know I'm already going to have to put shelves on the wall so that I can continue to kind of build up that space. So I'm just kind of preparing myself mentally and going, okay, this is the work I've got ahead of me. No, no worries. I can make it happen, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, as time goes on, I'm thinking, what if I just canceled my order, paid whatever restocking fee, and just like got a table? Just like what if I just got a little card table and was like, whatever, mm. I'll just I'll just have a card table. You know, because I feel like sometimes maybe you guys do this too. I like, oh, I deserve it. I deserve this perfect desk. I deserve this like beautiful craftsmanship mm. thing. And it is a beautiful desk. One side lifts up so I can stand up. <laughs> um, and the other side, which I can do in my office, by the way, I can come mm-hmm. into this space exactly right here and I can stand up and kind of move around a little bit. And the other side is just like this long L. It also has where I can plug everything into the desk itself rather than running mm-hmm. cords everywhere, which I also yeah. like. So yeah. there's some things I really like about it and I can kind of try to find. But there's some like really inexpensive options that are not quite what I want visually, but would work just fine that I could get at like just an inexpensive place and just spend a couple hundred bucks and be done with it. Mm-hmm. So I called to just inquire what the restocking fee and they're currently waiving restocking fees. So now I'm thinking about canceling my order, recouping my money and then just going for a different plan. Have they shipped it? No. Okay. Yeah. Then maybe you should, maybe you should pull that trigger. I mean, I, strangely enough, my most recent story is also a desk. Um, <gasps> so are yeah, you no. copying me? Yes, exactly. Uh, No, it is you that is copying me uh, because I was first. Uh, But no, it was the um, it was it was like a desktop to turn your table or desk into a standing desk where, you know, you lift it up, that kind of thing. And I had I had purchased it alongside with the monitor I'm using now uh, as a way to kind of centralize this area that I'm working in, which you know, I love. It's very comfortable here now. But once I got everything set up, I was like, I don't need that. I can stand where I am and work just fine without having this, you know, $200 thing that's supposed to help me do this, but they had already shipped it. Uh... And so I received it and I was like, well, I wonder if I can return it. And they were like, sure, but you'll have to pay shipping. Well, (laughs) this thing's, you know, 150 pounds or something. So it was going to cost you know, a lot. Three hundred dollars. It was going to cost more than the thing to ship it back. You know, kind of thing. So basically, we sold it. We we found somebody who could use it. And we sold it for cheap, and you know, took a little bit of a hit. But I just yeah. I didn't I didn't need it, and so it just it happens sometimes. You know, it's so strange. And I know, like, I know things are budgets are tight, things like that. So it's it's 
it could be something small. It could be something large for me right now. It's a large one. And I'm just really struggling with, it's interesting too. I know I could call some friends and they would instantly say, no, keep it. You deserve it. You've wanted it for so long. And they would tell me that. Mm -hmm. And I could call other people and they'd be like, oh, just send it back. And like, why don't you just have somebody make something for you that you really like? So uh, uh, Lolly says, my regret is mostly stuff I didn't buy because I'm rubbish at spending money on me. Oh, that's an interesting twist. Well, what's something you wish you would have bought? I hope it's a desk. <laughs> is, is it a desk? Because Danae has one she might sell you. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't actually have it at all. No, that's true. That's true. You know, also, the other thing is we didn't pay for them to assemble it. So I'll have to assemble it myself. And I was looking at the directions and oh, it's going to be a project. <laughs> Uh, Elizabeth says, I bought a new mattress back in June. I don't really regret it because I did need a new mattress, but it's not as perfect as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever as, I like, you know, you when you buy something, you hope that it's going to be perfect. And it just, it, it rarely is. That is buyer's remorse, right? It's like, oh, there's also this thing, by the way, materialism, that kind of thing, where mm-hmm. there's a, an interesting, like, uh, psychological need that you're trying to fill sometimes, too. I'm speaking to myself, where it's like, this is going to make me happy feel better it's going Mm -hmm. to make me feel better and it has been my experience and the experience of many many others through the history of time stuff doesn't do that it it may do it for a split second that with the adrenaline the endorphins yep but it is not a long-term solution to fulfillment um is stuff it's just not so yeah so there's always going to be that part of it i think yeah i and it's interesting too elizabeth that yours is like a it's not an extravagant purchase it's like a desk, a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. I didn't buy a car. Hey, there's something I'm really proud that I'm not regretting is the purchase of a car. Nice. That is a good one. Aren't we glad that one didn't go I, sideways? Listen, I've often said that the best thing I've taught my children is that you don't need a new vehicle, that you can mm. find uh, somebody's vehicle they don't want anymore for cheaper 1200 bucks <laughs> and drive yep. it for a couple years and not have to worry about car payments. Like, that's... If there's if there's one key to financial success, uh, it is way up there for me. It Don't sink learn, it in learn, a car. Learn how to drive a point A to point B car. Don't get car jealousy. That's just it's not worth it. So, uh, yeah. Doc says there's a few digital purchases I regret. I can't get my money back. On a side note, don't watch Future Diary. It's terrible, messy show. <laughs> <laughs> digital uh, purchases are interesting. That's so mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. Nick says we had our carpet removed and wood floors put in before Christmas, and I like it, but the living room feels too nice now and not warm and inviting and comfortable. Shh, oh, don't tell my wife. No. Rugs, man. It's time to get some rugs. Get some rugs. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We have we have a, a lot of floor space that's just hardwood, and it does make it look really, really fancy. So we've been looking at rugs. Rugs are so expensive though. My mm-hmm. gosh. It's like 500 bucks for a rug. So, and then if you buy them used, you're like, what am I buying? (laughs) Yeah. What, what am I taking home with me? So, yeah. Miguel says, I bought a lot of cool uh, decorative stuff, but it's hard to move and find a place for everything. This is so true. Uh, We've done a lot of decorative purchasing recently. And every time it's like, well, I guess we're never moving from this house because it's so specific to the room the house. we're in, right? Like yeah. a lot of the stuff I'm doing with my movie display stuff uh, in our theater room is, uh, which is our family room. I, we don't have a dedicated theater room. It's actually, I just turned the actual family room into a theater room, uh, is uh, kind of that way where it's like, well, I mean, how does this tran- how does this transport somewhere else? It doesn't. So I guess we're living here forever. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, is fine. I like yep. this house very much. <laughs> I, I heard someone say, never say you're forever home because you never know. But if it, but there are homes that feel idea. like a forever thing. And I think yeah. mine and yours right now, for sure, feel like mm -hmm. that. I think ultimately why I wanted to have the conversation is I think if you're given time to think about something, you, you, you do, you have an opportunity to imagine, oh, what if I had made a different choice? Um, and so I think I'm going to return it. I think I'm going to call it. I'm supposed to get a call from the company today, I think. And they're going to refund my purchase in its entirety. Um, and then I'm just, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the money that I had spent on that and see if I can have somebody make something specific for me. I think I'm going to yeah. measure my space and just be like, hey, craftsman. Because how cool would it be to turn to somebody, especially now when money is tight, and be like, hey. You want to do a project and here's some, you know, here's several hundred dollars. Do you want to, mm -hmm. you know, help me with something? Um, so I think that's what I'm going to do. I don't think I'm going to regret it because I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long, I, I, I think I'm just realizing now that I know I, I, I was supposed to have this desk a month ago. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, I just want, I want something to work off of. So the patience thing is also an element here for yeah, me. For sure. Anyway, absolutely. Uh, Steven asked a good question. Um, can your brother make something for you? He does uh, that. Thank you for the shout out. My brother is an incredible crafter. He is on Twitch at Cafidget, C-A-F-F-I-D-G-E-T. I'll put it in the chat if you guys want. Um, he probably could, but he lives so far away. He lives in um, Las Vegas and I live in the Midwest in Missouri. So it would be very difficult. My dad probably could though. And I have thought about asking him, by the way, uh, I did uh, want to give an update. He is feeling well. Oh, My dad is feeling appreciate good. That so. up. Appreciate mm -hmm. that update. Very nice. Um, you ready to move on to the A topic? Yeah. All right. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one, Danae. Um, let's talk about being dad. Uh, this blew up yesterday on the internet. And I sent you a link to the Twitter thread that kind of blew this up. It has now been deleted. He has <gasps> deleted the thread uh and the reason is simple and i i will lay i will give you some of the basics here uh to this thread so you understand if you didn't see the being dead thing yesterday you know we'll i'll i'll lay it out for you a little bit but because of how vehement the response was to his parenting in this thread uh, i think he just decided and it's just not worth not it, worth it just to have it up and i totally get that i totally get that um it was an interesting extreme wasn't it no now see here's the thing the are you talking about the extreme of his parenting or the extreme of the responses because i think the extreme of the responses far outweighs the extreme of his parenting let's talk about is, what happened yes uh so basically this um this dad i'm sure someone took screenshots a, I, i'm sure you could find it absolutely i'm sure you could i mean it absolutely blew up on twitter yesterday and i don't know how it like translated to other social media sites but i know you know on twitter it definitely blew up but as a parent uh he has a nine-year-old daughter who uh was hungry and brought him a can of beans and said i want to eat some beans and he decided to take a teaching moment uh, because she was struggling to figure out, like, how do I get into this can of beans? So he decided to take a teaching moment, according to him, and have this moment of, well, how do we do this? Is there a tool for this? So she found the, um, the can opener. And then he was like, well, how does a can opener work? How does this get in here? Wanting to teach her, you know, to think critically about how a can opener works, how she would figure it out. So he was 
resolute that he was not going to tell her how to do it. He was going to make her figure it out. And that process, uh, as explained by him, and again, that's important to remember contextually, is this is storytelling. He's telling a story here, you know, to make a point about parenting, that kind of thing. Um, and he's talking about the fact that she would get frustrated, uh, that there were tears involved, that she couldn't figure it out, um, that she would quit and then come back to it. And he made the decision, we're not going to eat until we get this figured out kind of thing. She was orienting the can opener the wrong way. And so they would talk about, well, let's think about what the inventor was thinking about when they made this can opener, how it works, that kind of stuff. And eventually in his story, the moral of the story is after six hours, she figured it out and the relief and the joy and the accomplishment, the feeling of accomplishment was something that he really appreciated and felt like he taught her how to problem solve and how to uh, be independent and do it yourself, those kind of things. And I read this thread and revealing about myself, I'm sure, and I would love to learn if I need to learn about myself as a parent, I was like, I could have posted that. 100%, I could have had that moment with one of my boys when they were nine. And reading some of the comments, I was like, the people are accusing him of abuse. They're accusing him of you know, being the worst kind of human. They're accusing him of ruining his daughter and her perception of men. And like all these things, and I'm just thinking, this is this is really wild to me. So I wanted to get people's perspective. I wanted to know where where I need to learn where maybe my perspective is off. But generally, I just I wanted to Danae, know what you thought about it when you read it, and I want to know let's what others think about it. Yeah, about let's talk it. about it. First of all, John Roderick deleted his entire account, so it, was it wasn't just the threats. thread. It was I mean, his entire was... account. So the backlash was intense. When you're talking about it, I was looking yeah. at some of the headlines. Headlines are always interesting to me. The first one is outcry as bean dad forces hungry child to open tin can. Uh, that's from BBC News. Right. Yeah. CNET bean dad viral thread opens a Twitter can of worms. Um, outcry as bean dad forces hungry child to open the tin can. Who is bean dad and how did he become Twitter's number one hated man? Man. Um, who is Bean Dad and why does the internet hate him? Bean Dad becomes Twitter's first main character of 2021. Uh, Bean Dad deletes Twitter account and old tweets. Mm -hmm. So it's just a bad situation. I think the moral of the story that we're going to get to is just don't post anything on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wish it wasn't though. I'm no, a free speech no, absolutist. I know, I, I know, I know, I know. You know. But I'm just let's just let's just say I am very. I, I watch this stuff very carefully because mm -hmm. having a three year old and and realizing that I have opinions on how I'm raising her, mm -hmm. I just don't really share things that I feel people can have opinions about. That's always tricky. So there's mm -hmm. a, people can have opinions on everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, mostly because I just don't. I'm. I would. I'm not looking forward to be canceled someday. Uh, there's always a probability of sure. being canceled because yep. of the way that culture is. I mean, anytime you have with and because we're public, I mean, yeah, that's public the other thing. we, we even just doing this, you yeah. know, even just giving public opinions on somebody things. could cut something in different orders and take our voices and they could take things out of context, et cetera. But specifically about being dad, I read the Twitter thread, which I was able to get to obviously before. So I'm glad that I got the link from you and immediately read it props to myself. <laughs> um, so I went back and forth on it. Part of it was like, to me, it was like I was reading uh, somebody's way of raising their kid. I didn't like, I, I didn't like that she was hungry and she wanted food and she was crying and she was just like, please can I have this can of beans? But I feel like 
um if it was a serious situation he probably would have done something different of course but and he also wasn't eating so it wasn't like he was having a steak dinner in front of her being like good luck with the beans kid you know mm -hmm. he had he made it a teaching moment are, are we in that society where you have to learn how to use a tool to open a can of beans no we're not in that society um and i think it was a little bit it did seem a little bit Aaron Dicer to me. <laughs> where That's the thing. I'm just reading and go, I totally could have posted this. Because for me, it's not about the beans. It's about life. It's about learning how to be independent. I'm well, like, he well, gave her a gift. He, and that's, he, I couldn't believe that people were upset about it. He, he gave her a way to get through critical thinking. When she he, wasn't in danger. He is, um, he activated a part of her brain that I think that's what I appreciated. If I appreciated mm -hmm. something about it was how silly it became to me that they were celebrating opening the can of beans by the end, that they were right. both yeah. so excited to get into the beans um, and open them up. Now, I also need to say about this Twitter thread, like he embellished a lot, like with yes. his words, he's, yes. a, he's a storytelling person. So he, it was a drawn out thread. Like dude could have gotten to the point much quicker and maybe people wouldn't have been so invested in it. I'm not sure. But here, you know, she's struggling for literally hours to open up this can and she finally does. And I, I, I am watching my three-year-old struggle with stuff right now mm -hmm. and know the answer to things and not give them to her so she can make those connections in her mind. Yeah. Um, but I'm the kind of person who would be like, okay, let me show you how to use this tool, not good luck kid, you know figuring it out yourself how to open up this container and maybe right. that's maybe there are certain times whenever i should push her mind a little bit but i do that in other ways uh so let's just say for for example it's about food and she's at the age right now where she's having trouble tearing open the cellophane mm -hmm. to get into like a snack bar or something that like little one hand goes forward one hand goes backwards and you're tearing on the perforation thing she's yeah. still trying to get that the grip of the little fingers the way that you you know have to twist and pull all that stuff same kind of thing but with a can opener and a can of beans so i will like show her how and then she'll start it and then i'll say yep now keep gripping and i am instructing her whereas mm -hmm. this dad was just like kick you out the door you know kind of like go figure it out yourself yeah, because she's having to figure out how the mechanism works. She's having to figure out, okay, when this turns this way, then this turns this way. Cool thing, she figures it out. I love that. Cool thing, she actually perseveres. That's cool. I know so many young people who don't ever have to figure out how a mechanism works. Like, who opens up a can and or a, a can opener and says, okay, so this twists this way and this grips and this goes this way. That means logically, this is how you would put it on the can and da 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 da, right? So she, I think, learned something fun. My question is, how is she? Is she traumatized? Right. This yeah. is her dad. She's used right. to this stuff, right? She's yeah. used to her dad being that guy. So should the internet freak out? Probably not. Did they? Yes. Uh, leave the dude alone. I mean, is my opinion on that, although I didn't, the kid was nine years old, um, Mr. Well, Pro-Putin. I, I wanted to put this up here because it, right? it brings a distinct, in fact, the way I saw about this was she's nine was trending. The trending tag was she's nine. And I, I thought about that a lot. And I'm like, do people really not think nine-year-olds are able to do things? Like, I... I I think a lot of people are missing a lot of context. Number one, we're all missing the actual context of being in that room, right? right. So 
right off the bat, none lots of, of sh- assumptions. Lot we're making lots of assumptions on the on his attitude. On like you said, he's kicking her out the door or whatever. I assumed he was there with her, just not telling her exactly what to do. Me too. But instructing with little things. But we're all making assumptions, right? Then there's the lack of context. And again, I don't like, I I promise it's okay to have opinions about parenting if you're not a parent. That is fine. In fact, it's, it's admirable to think about those things, even though you haven't lived that life. But you are missing some context of what it's like to parent a child at different ages. And nine is perfect, the perfect age to learn a lot of this stuff like if she was five or six yeah. that's super different right right because yeah, exactly but nine i think is a is a perfect age and you know what also this is just my this is danae's life this mm-hmm. is my life bleeding into this moment because that's all we can do is we can just right put our own yes. filter over right. this moment and kind of some yes absolutely i mean i had a lot of stuff done for me so i didn't have to do a lot of critical thinking and mm-hmm. I struggle with critical thinking to this day. I hit mental Same. barriers and I don't yeah. want to go through them. Right. I was just talking about this yesterday, um, how quickly I'm just willing to walk away from stuff. I'm like, eh, I don't get it. And I just kind of move on. Mm-hmm. What if that unlocked something for her and she realized that she has this powerful tool? Think about scientists and engineers and doctors who just can. And I, I know I have a very brilliant mind in a lot of ways, but in some ways I feel like really really underdeveloped and that's just you know maybe that's too much personal reflection i'm sorry that i made it weird for you guys but (laughs) um i don't know like i don't know could i sit down and be given a tool and actually work through the frustration and the tears and nine man that's an interesting age too because you're starting to develop uh new sets of hormones and everything i mean nine isn't too early to just even that that cycle is starting to think like there's just so much going on to have the confidence that you figured something out now that's me assuming how she's feeling right what if she was traumatized and upset and blah 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 but it sounds like at the end she was really proud of herself for figuring it out but that's her dad's opinion this reminds me too before we go to the comments this reminds me too about my thoughts on something like dance moms i'm gonna make a big leap here Mm-hmm. Dance Moms, when the show first came out, I sat, I like watched a few episodes. I sat back and I was like, I want to see what these girls think. So let's let them grow up and see what they have to say about this experience. Because we're seeing through yes. the filter of their teachers, we're seeing through the filter of the mothers, and we're seeing through the filter of TLC Network or whoever was putting it on. Let's see once these girls become of age and they're 18, 19, 21, 22, and they can speak for themselves. What did they think about that experience? Because that's what I want to know. Um, and that's probably the only opinion that at the end of the day should matter is the person who actually experienced it. But as far as like shaming uh, how to raise a child, everybody does it different. Everybody screws up their kids somehow. Um I think hopefully his intention was pure. It seemed so. It seemed lighthearted when I read the thread. It didn't seem like he was trying to be an ass. Mm-hmm. He actually even said out loud in or said on his um, thread, "I know I'm annoying. Fa- like I am annoy that annoying dad." He kind of mm-hmm. re- he did that self referential thing where it's yeah. like she has to put up with me because mm-hmm. I'm this guy mm-hmm. that wants to teach Boy, how to do feeling. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and yeah, I, it's that same thing of, I know that feeling of <clears throat> my kids having to put up with the lessons I teach them and how I teach, and also knowing that I still feel like I'm doing the right thing, that I still feel like it's going to serve them long-term to learn to be critical thinkers. You know, I, I, I think of the moments where I learned those lessons, and for me, it may have been like video games where I didn't have a cheat 
code or, or somewhere. Right. I had to, you know, figure it out and, and mm -hmm. learn critical thinking skills and figure out how the puzzle worked and, and do that kind of stuff. Um, and the, we live in a world of cheat codes. We live in a world where it is easy to get the actual answer, but doing the work to get there isn't as much encouraged. And that's what spoke to me about his story was mm -hmm. he's teaching her how to do the actual work. You know, I will like, say, Lolly says um, it's kind of extreme to go for six hours, but it's one instance. That makes me think of two. If you realize as a parent that you could teach your child something that would help them and improve their life somehow, maybe don't do. Maybe don't make their meal the incentive. Okay, let's talk about meals. Maybe, maybe make it like, hey, I'll make it a treat or something. I don't know. Like, does it need to be? Is the motivation for learning have to be hunger? And I think that might be one of the things that really is tripping people up. Six hours. I mean, come on. I mean, really? Six hours? It's, no, I dude. Mean, it, I, I know. I know. No, you're talking, you're talking about the, the human need to eat. You're talking I, about hunger, right? I'm talking but, about the incentive for figuring it out. Does it need to be survival-based? Survival-based is six days, not six hours. Like, for a nine-year-old, it's a little different. No, I mean, they'll survive. They will. She, she was never in danger. Like No, you know. no, no. But in her mind, she's got a need. Right. She wants to fill the need. Her body is saying, I'm hungry. She wants to fill the need and eat. So now if it's an adult, I think the mentality can shift. Like, I know I can survive yeah. six days without eating. Yeah. I'll figure this can out. You know what I mean? It's a little sure. different. But for a nine-year-old who has to get permission to eat a can of beans, like maybe just go, oh, I should teach her how to use a can. Let's get you some food, and then I want to teach you something. But I think he chose that moment. Maybe it could have been a little different. I, think I he's wouldn't using. Do it. I think what I think is interesting about it is he's using natural motivation, which I think is a beautiful thing. Like there's mm -hmm. there's this idea of you are currently naturally motivated to do something you wouldn't be otherwise. And I'm not going to put you in danger. I'm not going to you know. But I but you have a natural motivation now that I can use. <clears throat> I've used hunger as motivation. Uh, I've used it for my children mostly in in trying different types of foods. A lot of parents do this. Like, <laughs> oh, you're hungry? <laughs> the, here's the food on your plate. You're hungry? Eat it. Mm -hmm. You know, like like that kind of thing. And you're not eating a cookie or something else until you eat this. Yeah. And and so I've used hunger as motivation. Uh, sure. Know, but I I've never. But uh, you're you know, but you use hunger as motivation to try food, a variety yeah. of food, not to be like, hey. I'm going this I'm going extreme here. I'm going yeah. to go extreme here. Feel hey, free. we're going to put you into this uh, escape room. <laughs> Good luck getting out. <laughs> Your incentive is to get out of this escape uh -huh. room so that you can eat. Right. Which right. had to be what it kind of felt like in a way, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Anyway. I, at the end of the day parenting's hard, right? It's... And we're all going to screw it up <laughs> and uh I was I I was really uh, just uh, flabbergasted at the response. To this and i had that i had that inkling that that urge the entire time to be like do you have kids and i try not to do that right like because again it's totally fair for you to have opinions sure about things that you haven't experienced that's okay but at the I think same it's, time it, there is context there that you may you just missing. gotta be careful when you decide what you're going to post on the internet i mean you never yeah. know when something's yeah. going to be taken the wrong way but certainly parenting experiences could yeah. matthew says give me a break is this a generational thing as a Gen Xer, I'm glad he did this. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I'm Gen X as well. So yeah. Let's yeah. see. What else is people are people saying? Oh, there's there's plenty. We can we can uh, go it. Polly says all those people complaining about it do not I do not know them and the way 
they work as a family. I do similar things, but maybe not to the extreme of six hours, but I make them think about things. I think that's important too, is mm -hmm. allowing that feeling of frustration to come over you so you can experience, you know what it reminds me of a little bit too, is when I was in martial arts. One of the, the my big takeaways from martial arts was when you're in a fight, even if it's like a, you know, a situation where you know you're technically safe, but someone's attacking you, mm -hmm. you feel the adrenaline. So that way, whenever, if you're ever in a situation where you are attacked, you already know how to kind of control that or, oh, mm -hmm. I know what my body is doing. Similar with frustration and anger and those emotions, I don't think we should run from them. I think we should try to find ways to experience them, especially as we're learning. Uh, Aaron has been around me many, many years, and I am volatile when I learn. I get angry when I learn. I, my true. emotions are really intense when I'm learning, mm -hmm. and I'm just like walls up. Like it is really, really hard for me to work through learning as we talked about. things. By the way, like you've talked Thanks, about Aaron. this. Thanks, Aaron. No, no, no. You've talked about this. The Danae, fact this is a button. Can you push it? <laughs> well, it, it will happen where, and I've what I've learned is, uh, and we're talking about technical things like audio editing, those kind of things. What I've learned is you have to be ready to learn. And how uh, yeah. you get there is on you, but there's like, and so when you get there, and it, almost inevitably you'll be like, oh, that's it? <laughs> it's like. Yeah, oh, yeah. It. Yeah. Like, that it's, easy? Well, and that's something too, as I've talked about, like I really didn't, if I felt the emotion of frustration or, or confusion, I just was like, well, then I just, I'm not going to do it. So to give the opportunity to feel those emotions in safe spaces and work through them, I think is really healthy. So personally, yeah. I mean, I hope to be able to try to do that with Iris. Maybe I'm going to, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Boy Don't Play says, your opinions about parenting are perfect until you have your own kid and they punch you in the face. Mike Tyson, maybe? Uh, <laughs> oh, there's, man. There's a famous Mike Tyson quote about you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Uh, the Boy Don't so Play, you are so right. The first time my kid <laughs> popped me in the face, I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, this is real. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, like, my martial arts defense and stuff, so, like, I started to be like, and I'm like, whoa, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't. I can't react. <laughs> Polly adds, I have a nine-year-old in the house. I make him do a ton. He can make his own mac, uh, mac and cheese. In mac and box cheese. With some supervision, of course, but he can do it all by himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of underestimating nine-year-olds. That, that was the other yeah. thing I saw. It was just like the she's nine thing. I'm like, yeah, she's nine. Like, <laughs> it's, this is the perfect time to learn this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, let's see. This uh, this one comes from that. Wida says, if it actually took six hours to figure out how to use a can opener, her dad waited way too long to teach this lesson. <laughs> well, but I that's the know. thing. That's the thing. He didn't teach know, her like know. he didn't teach her. Okay, he didn't come alongside her and say, "Here's where you clamp it down," and then right. you he hold, wasn't trying to teach her how to open, and the then you turn. He literally just said, "Figure it out on your own, kid." Right. Here's, here's the the people are missing the lesson. He wasn't trying to teach her how to open a can. That wasn't the lesson. The lesson was how to independently use your environment to problem solve. That was the lesson. It wasn't about opening the can. So, yeah. Well, I, it was for her because she wanted some beans. Right. But it wasn't for him. Oh, man. He was teaching her something deeper. He he was like, this is the tool. Can you figure out how to use it? So she had to actually like open it up and look at it and figure mm -hmm. out the gears and such. He even described at one point in time going back to the can and seeing how marred it was. Talked about how it was dented mm -hmm. and like yeah. getting sharper on the edges and stuff. But then he also described the moment whenever he watched her figure it out. And that was my favorite part of the thread was his delight in her figuring it out. 
like the light bulb going off and then mm. just it was quiet and there's just them breathing as she's like working it and she and like the little bit of juice started to come out where she could tell that the serration was starting to work mm-hmm. and just then the, the pop open he described the smell of beans filling the air like it was very dramatic um and just as she was really proud of herself can that moment happen in other areas to activate the brain probably uh but that's the way he did it this is the point I was trying to make with that uh, Propatine says much less of a lesson learned if he if the can gets open and then the dad tries to teach after uh, the kid probably just goes cool and walks away and doesn't internalize it. You know, it's that's that is the power of natural motivation. And I think he's he's using it appropriately. Saragdo says kid wouldn't have cared to learn at all if she wasn't hungry, would have just looked at him like, Dad, just let me go play. Same mm-hmm. kind of point, right? Like yeah. you do have to learn when those teaching moments are. And maybe I'm wrong because I don't have a nine year old that the motivation, you have to strike when the motivation is right. (laughs) (laughs) And kind of find that sweet spot to teach. I didn't mind it. I will say this, I didn't mind it. I I don't know that that's how I would do it, but that I didn't think, oh my God, this is dramatic. In fact, until our conversation right now, I didn't realize it was a big deal. Oh, interesting. I didn't, yeah, Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't reading the comments though. I wasn't following the, the hashtags or anything, I just, clicked on the thread and read through the thread and had my own feelings about it. Um, he reminds me of the kind of dad he did. He did, reminds, reminds me of you, but then he also reminds me of um, like an inventor dad or something like mm-hmm. uh, what was, what is that? What was that show where they would try to figure out if stuff would work? Uh, shoot. It was like two guys. They had this, like they had this like, um, are you talking about Mythbusters? Thank you. Gosh, okay. I right. just can we just no, stop no, and give a shout you're out good. to Aaron Dicer for <laughs> being able to literally pull I Mythbusters. Got that you guys trying to make something work. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why we work together, y'all. There's a reason for it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it reminds me of Mythbusters. Like if if they had a child that they were trying to teach something, it just mm-hmm. reminds me of that inventive kind of mind that's like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's figure it out. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, so Cool. Yeah, there's a, there's a real independence there that I respect. You know, the the idea of teaching your kids that they can do it themselves, and because that is the whole point of being a parent is you're not going to be there someday. That's the whole point is that someday you're not going to be there to show them how to open a can or to <laughs> open a can for them. Like those are the three steps, right? Like you know, the old saying is um, feed a man fish. You know, he eats for a day. Teach mm-hmm. him to fish. He eats for a lifetime. Well, mm-hmm. teach him why he's fishing he can teach others how to fish. Like there's that third right. step of, you know, even deeper than just teaching somebody to do something. It's teaching them, you know, how to figure out how to solve problems and be a critical thinker. So, yeah. The Boy Don't Play says doing this at the age of nine prevents us from a society full of 25 year olds, 25 year old college graduates who do not know how to do their own laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Mr. Probatine says, um, that is a big point Danae just mentioned, finding the sweet spot. If the kid is sick and wanted some soup, that is a terrible way to try to teach. Right, obviously, yes. We have to assume the kid was in a good state. Uh, and that is one thing I think we should just kind of like wrap up there. Let's try to assume the best. Uh, we are all trying to do our best in this world. I think one of the reasons that social media is scary is because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people, their first assumption is that somebody's the enemy um, and so this guy was obviously just raked over the coals for that. Yeah. Um, do we have time to go with you questions today? Yeah, let's Aaron? do a couple of you. T- we, we're, we're going past time. Um, but, uh, but that's on me. Uh, I picked a, a no, that's a great, it was a great chat, no, a great topic. It's yeah, it's, it's definitely one I'm glad we talked about. And I was, you know, social media, like I wanted to say things on Twitter. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about on Twitter. I was like, not worth it. 
just yeah. not worth it. I'll talk about it on no, the show. You no, know, you know, you don't want to just attract. there's a little attract... more give and take on context. And well, stuff, and so. we have such a great community here of people who know our vibe and that we like to try to go into topics that sometimes are a little bit frightening uh, as humans that don't get it right. We could have this conversation tomorrow and have different opinions. But today, mm -hmm. right now, in this moment, um, that's kind of our feelings on, I don't know, it, it is hard because you do have to take into consideration parenting styles and teaching styles. And it's hard not to be a little mm -hmm. bit judgmental of that. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, as long as we're doing our best. Anyhow, if you guys have any questions for us today for the you portion, just put a you before your question. Any question goes, um, but we won't obviously answer every yeah, we'll question. Take, we'll take one or two. Uh, if you've got something you want to talk about, uh, Lolly says, oh, we're Aaron's safe space. You are. You, you really are. are. You're, my safe, you're my public safe space where I can, you know, uh, to find out because honestly, this is why I'm a free speech absolutist. We have to have spaces where we can say the things we're thinking, even if they're wrong. And even mm -hmm. if, because we have to be corrected, we have to be able to find spaces where somebody can look at us and go, mm -hmm. now that you've put that thing out in the air, how does it feel? How does it, does it, does yeah. it sound right to you? Does it, does that work? Because if you keep it all inside, you'll just keep building on those incorrect no. thoughts building. And so free speech is the power of learning. And I think we we have done a lot in divisive culture to eliminate free speech. Just my fear of posting on Twitter about being dad is a limiting of free speech. Now, could I have posted? Sure, I have the legal option of doing that, but there's a limiting nature to the divisive culture that, that teaches me, uh, I might as well just not engage. Mm -hmm. um, so there has to be a safe space to engage with your thoughts and your words. Well, um, and also yeah. a major difference too is, you know, for you, Aaron, all, wanting to have a conversation, knowing that Twitter isn't a place for in-depth conversation. Twitter is a place for yeah. limited characters. And also, you know, that's a dedication of time. If you're going to, if you're going to have a conversation about a hot topic mm -hmm. like that, um, yeah. I think it would actually be, you'd be fine. Cause I know, I think, I, I feel like I know you well enough that you would probably try to comment on every comment. It would be an investment. You'd be investing. You'd be, it would take a lot of my time. It yeah. would take a lot of your time. Um, whereas this is different. We can have more of a, you know, and it, and it kind of still lives. People can always watch it mm -hmm. if they and if they're really invested in learning about our opinions and who we are as people, they'll watch it and kind of learn. Uh, you question for Mr. Propatine. What are your personal goals for the year outside Cinema Sin slash behind the sins? Um, yeah. What are your personal I, goals? I really want to um, start something specifically public with Dungeons and Dragons. There's just such a community that's popped up in the Cinema Sins and sphere there's so many people that talk to me on the regular about D, &D um that i really want to do something with that but that will need to have some workshopping so they say uh because i will need to have a, a someone or some people to assist in that project whatever it might be so to pull it back a little bit more into something that's just for me um i've been writing a lot uh since starting to um, lead my own game and the world that I've created and the stories that are kind of happening, sharing those with the people that I've been able to share them with. They're all like, please write this stuff down and make a story. So I'm kind of tempted. I have a lot of writing prompts. I've got a lot of the stuff that's just pouring out of me and I'm, I'm keeping it all, writing it all down, most all of it down. So I think my goal for this entire year is to try to create a system of note-taking and world-building that isn't 
as chaotic as it usually is. Uh, my process can be very chaotic. Scrap notes of paper here, 16 different kinds of notebooks, nothing is centralized. And that's just a lack of experience. And this is a project that I can kind of use as a way to kind of go, okay, Danae, if you want to be able to pull information for the story, let's say that my characters go back to this place or something that we haven't talked about for six months. How can I find that information quickly? Because I shouldn't be searching through like scraps of paper and notebooks for something I wrote down. So creating a system. I would love to, at the end of this year, have gone through a little bit more of a refinement process, personally. It's uh, a good question. Personal goals um, would include uh, health. Uh, I want to uh, get healthy uh, weight-wise uh, again. Um, so my goal is to lose two pounds a week. Uh, for the entire year. So, uh, so that's, that's one Do goal it. I've set. Um, and then um, probably restart my uh, personal movie reviews. My top five. Or my oh, top five, my really? Five reviews. Um, really? My I, gosh. Well, I'm I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. You should have uh, a producer, though. You shouldn't have to do that all by yourselves. I appreciate that. Uh, it's It's, yeah. It, and as we'll a see. friend, we'll let see. me tell you, I won't do it for you. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about just doing them for the my the SIFPOT uh, members. I'm thinking about, or at least doing a lot of them for SIFPOT members and maybe like one a month publicly. Cool. Um, because I know there are people who support what I do with my movie reviews uh, and I want to honor that. So um, cool. So yeah, I think I'm thinking about that. And and yeah, that's that's kind of what I've... In the same vein of movies, you question Aaron did a sweet list of top 200 movies. Where is Danae's list? <laughs> is that a winking list? <laughs> Danae hates making lists. I uh, hate making lists. No, yeah. no, no, no. I love making specific styles of lists. Mm. Like my to-do lists and things that I'm trying to remember. I love making yeah. those lists. When it comes to my content, though. Mm -mm. Yeah, just doesn't connect with Danae that way. No, in fact, I feel like a bad friend because I was just looking at Aaron's Twitter feed, which is all about lists right now. And I'm like, and I just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even look at your Twitter feed anymore because I'm like, list, list, list. And actually, a couple of days ago, um, Jonathan, Aaron, and I were connecting about work. And they literally said at the end, okay, let's talk about movies. And I just like got out. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I literally right. just, I, I left. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Danae, you want to tell Miguel about the little white guy? Oh, you? it looks like kind of like Baymax, but that is not Baymax. This is Paddington. Mm -hmm. He is from the Dreamland Chronicles and he was sent to me by the artist Scott Seva. I always say his name weird. You do say it a little weird, but I, I always say Sava, but I think it's Seva. Yeah. Anyway, Scott Seva, but Seva. I say it very strangely. Seva. Saw. Saw um, it's a really wonderful story. Paddington is a rock giant. And so he sent me the plush toy and it is, it just gets to sit here in my studio and I'm actually, he sits on my shoulder perfectly. Look at that. Oh, nice. So, okay. A little, a little, little shoulder Paddington. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I did want to, uh, mention somebody had a you question right at the beginning. I think it was Nick. I'm not sure if Nick's still hanging out with us. We can't scroll back that far, but he was asking about North by Northwest, uh, cause he's. Check, speaking of lists, checking off movies on my list that he hasn't seen and uh, was uh, really um, flabbergasted by the ending of, of North by Northwest. 
uh yeah there's a reason it's one of my favorite movies of all time it's it's absolutely incredible so um there you go i think we're good i think uh i think we covered please please try to remember your questions for next time we go live on mondays and sundays so wherever you're watching whether it's periscope which is apparently going to be absorbed into twitter soon so keep Mm -hmm. an eye out for that uh if you're watching on twitch thank you so much for watching uh youtube we also streamed it um you know (laughs) Facebook. <laughs> we go to as many places as we currently are allowed. You can follow all that information below. But the most important thing is because we go live every Monday at 9 a.m. Central, you can set your clock to that, set your timer, set your alarm, set your calendar, set your reminders for that. We also go live on some days. So if we are able to, we will connect with you again at some point during the week. Also, it would be in the morning, 9 a.m. Central. You can also follow us on our social medias, on Twitter, Instagrams, all the twitchy places. So uh, follow us. For those of you guys who support the show, we genuinely appreciate all that you do for us. We have a silly little stretch goal right now of getting to 41 people supporting us. And at that point in time, I am going to be DMing a game for this guy so who has never played mm-hmm. DD before mm-hmm. um i have a couple of ideas of some content we could release just for you guys on patreon as well as maybe something more public so you all can enjoy it that's just a silly little goal much like the shirt that he's wearing but truly behind it all you actually help us as aaron said at the top of the show to have the ability to to do what we're doing right now we would do this somehow anyway but being able to go live with you and uh, interact with you and have you know streaming to all these different platforms our patrons make that possible so huge shout out to those of you supporting at patreon.com slash studio dna i think that's it i think that's it we'll catch you on the next monday or someday we love you all thank you for joining out uh joining us every time bye bye Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.